See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right. Ready and willing and able. That's us. That's Slow Robot A Go-Go. Big show number 138. Uh, what does my, that mean? That means there was 137 of these before that. So were they equally? Yes. They were all equally awesome. Okay. And, and I'm fun. Checking. Yeah. 100%. I don't remember them. I, I don't remember how to do this, and I've only taken one week off. So, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I'm kind of like off my game. I better wake up, you know? This is Slow Robot A Go Go, the podcast dedicated to B through Z grade movies, uh, sometimes uh, horribly, and, and society should forget them, kind of. And sometimes they're hidden gems. What are we going to have this week? Who knows? Stay tuned. Yes. Uh, You can go to bunchofdorks.com. There you'll find three podcasts, all of equal awesomeness. Check them out if you have lots of time on your hands, Uh, if you're in a cube farm, perhaps. Uh, And um, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's Uh, it. My name's Mal. Who's with me? Who's who's by my side? I am Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, th- now, th- now, can you tell me something about those three, uh, those three buttons on there? Because it's kind of like a hub of entertainment. I can tell you everything about the hub of entertainment. Okay. Top right. button located on the top. That's Slow Robot Go Go. That's where you're gonna find out all about movies and pop, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, then the 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 middle button is one called uh, Two Dimension Podcasts. The comic book podcast with no direction. No direction. Except Just, except forward, onward and upward. Yes, yeah, so To exactly. infinity and beyond, one exactly. might say. Yeah, and then yeah. the bottom button is Bunch of Dorks, the long-running, long, long-running uh, show about music and nothingness. Yeah. So that's fun. So th- there's and, and that's up to show 284. Whew, that's a lot of show. Yeah. So uh, what are you guys up to? You just hit your big century mark, 100, 100 and what are you up to, 103 now. Wow. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we did 104 the other day, so yeah, and they're going to be doing 105 tomorrow. You so, guys yeah. are cranking on them, man. You're going to pass us soon. Oh, no. scary. No. no. <laughs> you sure? Unless we start doing like double shows. You're going to start doing two first, man, two a week. You're going to be like, yeah, yeah, we got to do two shows a week. Yeah. Anyway. Got to talk a lot about it. So that's all we got. That's a, And you can also go to slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. That's like the actual official landing page for Slow Robot. Uh, getting some good upticks, you know. A couple of days there, we're really popping, and it's kind of. It, it's a, I, I look, I check every day to see uh, how many people click on there and watch stuff and listen to stuff and everything. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it's, getting, it's funny. Don sends me the uh, the daily, uh, you know, downloads, and it's funny how the country, weird countries that you get. Yeah, like, well, weird countries, and also like very erratic. Yeah. Like um, out of nowhere, we'll get a we'll get a forty or a fifty. Listeners, and then you're like, well, that's odd. And then, then it goes back to the normal, you know, ranges. But then, I don't, like, it just spikes out of nowhere. And you're it's, like, it's, huh. It could be probably if somebody sees it, and then they listen, and they download a few shows. And yeah, that's what I like, think it is. Know. But, hey, good for them. Yeah, and thank else, you for listening. And what do you got going on? Another comic book podcast, or not podcast, uh, blog, I should say, Destination Nightmare, kind of a companion piece to 
Two Dimension, where I post comic book stories from the days of yesteryear and nice. uh, talk about comics and movies. And Yesteryear, that's your favorite year, isn't it? Yeah, yesteryear, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like of all the years, yester is my favorite. Yeah, it's a good. it was a good year, yesteryear. <laughs> it was a very good year. Yeah, so anyway. I don't know the rest of that song to sing. No, no I, probably I, I know that song, but I don't remember the yeah. lyrics. When I was 17. Yeah, that's it, that's it. It was a very yesteryear. Yeah, I know. It was a very good year for yeah. uh, comics. Comics, maybe. All right. Well, that's it. Let's go take a trailer break, and then when we come back, I mean, we're going to jump right into the shows, aren't we? Yeah, we'll, movies. Talk, we'll talk about our movie. We're going to talk about what we watched. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We do talk about what we watched. You uh, forgot the whole Oh, thing. my God. Well, let's take a quick trailer break, because I had to go get my list of what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> last week was a I hor- watched one movie. So, last yeah. week was a blur of, of, of forgotten sadness. So, okay. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. Come on. Don't bullshit me. If you are a black man, the liberation of L.B. Jones will answer a lot of heavy questions that you probably never thought of. What would you do if you were the big-time brother in a small southern town who marries a young, black, and beautiful fox, and then you discover she's making it with the man? (laughs) Why don't you bite me right here, Daddy? If you get too bold, you might blow everything, because after all, you're the town's big-time brother. But on the other hand... If you do nothing, everybody loses respect for you. L.B. tries to cut his main squeeze loose, and he discovers that it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Lola Falana is black and beautiful in her role as Emma. Roscoe Lee Brown is L.B. How would you get your game together if you were L.B.? See, the liberation of L.B. Jones. It's a mean flick rated R under 17, not admitted without parents. That is an incredible motion picture. An entire town goes berserk when a giant underwater creature attacks all human life. That is a frightening experience. Don't miss that. The other day, I was thinking about volunteering to help teach underprivileged children to learn how to read. And just thinking about it, was the most rewarding experience I've ever had. Derek, I don't think you're cut out for that kind of thing. I mean, maybe I could even have my own institute. We could call it the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read. Good. Ah, yes. Two classics. Liberation of L.B. Jones and yes, that. That, which is more commonly known as the Bloodwaters of Dr. Z, which you just talked to me, which... I know that one from the many times I've seen it on Mystery Science Theater 3000. It was also, it's also on, uh, I have a copy of it on Elvira's VHS. She, oh, yeah. she actually did a hosting of it. Yeah, it's it's been, it's been made fun of a lot. But it's a Jacksonville <laughs> made horror movie, maybe one of the few, and... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's one, it's from the days when well, not that they don't do it these days, but one guy makes a movie and you know promotes it and gets it out there. <laughs> and here's an interesting thing that I heard about. I don't know something about. I don't know if we want to investigate it or not, but I was on one of the Facebook pages and they were talking about like at the Tampa Theater, some I think around Halloween. I don't know. They had some movie. It's called Satan's Children. Apparently, it was a movie made here. In the in '75, that never really got much airplay or never right. got much, and like they're reuniting the cast for what it's worth. 
to like you know uh, be there and show the movie and it's on YouTube the movie I only saw like a little bit of it huh? it looks like it looks like that you know it looks like that quality or whatever well, you know I'm up for it you know I if we could you know because we're, we're representing our hometown you know yeah yeah and so at we, least talk about it on the air or something like that yeah. or watch it or something like that in in honor of our hometown uh, yeah. movies but I, now, I never Peter Clearwater it's Tampa oh Tampa okay but I, but I've never heard of it and they have a poster and then like then my friend at the comic shop sees it and he goes, "Oh, look, it's here on YouTube." So we watch like five minutes of him going like <laughs> some kid mowing the lawn for about ten minutes, and I'm like, "Okay, this looks like it's really good." So you know, yeah, it's a possibility. You know, that we, it's a strong possibility, especially if we could get a hold of any of the cast. Because yeah. then we could do an interview, drop yeah, it in. You know, yeah. that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, but anyway, there you All go. All right, so what have you watched this week? I did watch one movie. At the comic shop, believe it or not, I was over the comic shop and my friend had his movie playing, so we watched it. It's it's a, it was an interesting attempt by, you know, it's it's a TV movie which we'll talk about TV movies later as well. But oh yeah, it's a TV movie about uh, it's called Cabin by the Lake. I'm sure that's a, I'm pretty sure that's the title of it. It's with Judd Nelson, you know, from The Breakfast Club, but like yeah. an older Judd Nelson, and he plays like this. Uh, a writer of uh, of horror I've heard, scripts. I've heard of this. And he basically, you know, murders young women and, like, has them uh, underwater, like, tethered down. And he has and he has all his, you know, you know, dead girls, and he visits them with his scuba gear. And it, it really is, the, the plot of it is really like a 60s or 70s psycho movie, but it was done by, it was a TV movie. I, I went, halfway through it, I said to my friend, is this a TV movie? And he goes, I don't know. And he looked it up. Yeah, I go, yeah, because it's kind of tame and there's nothing. But the idea is very exploitation. Ah, yeah. And uh, it's okay. It's on, I, I, pretty, I believe it's on YouTube. It's okay. It's watchable. It's got like, it, it's, one, it's one of the, what I, what I like to talk about, you know, what I like to talk about, we've talked about before is how, like in today's movies, well, obviously because it was a USA movie, they had to pad it out. But it had a plot line that could have been resolved like 20 <laughs> minutes earlier. Oh, yeah. But they have yeah. to add the extra, like, um, whatever to make it pad out. And it doesn't, it, what they added doesn't, it's not bad. It was some techie stuff and, you know, a different storyline or whatever. And I guess the whole thing worked. Yeah. But it was like, I don't know. But what's funny was that I think they did a sequel because it did good. And it was almost like, it reminded me of the olden days when it was almost like they were trying to build up Judd Nelson to be a little bit of a horror star. You know what I mean? Cause, oh, because they didn't know what to do with him. Because they didn't know what to do with him. So there was a sequel and it has a, a twist ending, which I always like those stupid twist endings. So yeah. I, I just watched it. It was it was okay. It's on YouTube. Watch yeah. it if you, get a, if you have an inkling cool. towards that. All right, I'm trying to think what I wrote uh, or what I watched. I'm trying to think of them. Uh, there was one called Sparks. It's like a, a superhero hmm. uh, one. I see, and I can't remember very much of it, so that tells you a little bit about it, you know. That good. Uh, yeah, I think it was one of those that was... Oh, it was kind of like a film noir attempt at a comic book guy. It was... Or at a superhero, and it was okay. I don't know. Who's in it? Do you remember? No, I don't remember... There was, I mean, there was some some big names in it, but I can't really remember it so much. Okay. It was like one of those where conflicted superhero, and they, you know, he was trying to join like this other group of more of better superheroes, <laughs> okay. you know. And it was just one of those things where like, okay, is it pretty recent? Yeah, it's newer. It's okay. a new Sparks. Yep. All right. And then I watched Transcendence, which was the Johnny Depp um, 
get into a computer because I'm dying. Oh, and then okay. the computer becomes a supercomputer, and then there's people trying to stop him. And uh, it was a good movie. It was it was I don't know. It was really sci- like very very new sci-fi, you know. Okay. So, it, but I liked it. I actually kind of like Johnny Depp. I don't um, hate on him. He he picks roles that are right for him, and that's all. You know, I mean, like he maybe he doesn't push him his boundaries or whatever, but that's okay too. It's okay to know yeah. your role. Sorry to know your role. You know what I mean? Know uh, your role. Yeah. And then I watched uh, the second. Um, I, I'm watching all the. Uh, oh God, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So I watched the second one of those, Dead Man's Chest. I've seen them all, but I'm kind of watching them. You know, one, two, three, and four, just to kind of get up on them. And there's nothing to say about that. It's the pirate. It yeah, it's a huge franchise. Uh, they're perfectly fine. They make no sense, but I don't really. Re- I don't require my movies to make sense, you know. No. Oh, let's see. Um, holy crap! I can't read this. Hold on. It took me a minute to read my writing. I must have had a few beers before that. Uh, yeah, yeah it must uh, be. Uh, I, I watched Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I was like. I'm like read, trying to read this, and it's, I was like, Bowden Lucius? I was like, uh-huh, yeah, good writing there. Beer <laughs> uh, O'Clock strikes again, you know, yeah. I, I, and that's a it's a funny movie, uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which I believe is based on a comic, comic book. book, you know. Okay. Um, funny. It's Everyone knows the the everyone knows the movie when it came out. They really made a big deal about it. I don't think it made a whole bunch of money. I don't think it did so well, but it was funny. Yeah, it's know? a it's a funny it's funny to say. Yeah, and that, yeah that that's kind of the thing with those because there's a couple like that where they're like oh the the title's so funny like Frankenhooker or yeah. something like that or <laughs> exactly you know, the yeah the title's like, so funny well, that you're like intrigued and you got to go see it or at least watch it somewhere yeah and that's and I and I did and this is one I I got it from Netflix because I w- I wanted to buy it and then I was like well why don't I get it from Netflix and see if it's really something I want to buy or not you know. Uh, I I will. I think I'll get it on Blu-ray just to have it. It's a. Uh, you liked it enough. Yeah, oh yeah. It's funny. Okay. It's a good movie. I, I it's stupid, of course, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I I then I started watching Twelve Monkeys. Um, but I was way too drunk, and that <laughs> and that movie is. I don't know if it's. It must be a very twisty plot plot twisty movie and i this is one i thought i saw it before i saw it in the theater but i don't think i did i think i was confusing it with seven like there was a couple that's what i mean uh, they they came out i think fairly uh, close to each other and and i think in my brain i just said oh yeah i saw 12 monkeys but really i never did so i was watching it but like i was i was i was a couple sheets into the wind drinking beer and then i was like i don't i don't even understand what the hell is going on here so I think I just fell asleep on the couch, <laughs> you know. And I was like, eh, the hell was it? You want it? A little, something a little simpler, more visceral when you're drunk. Yeah, yeah or funny, or whatever. Like, funny. This, this obviously needs my attention. I'm going to rewatch it. I kept the disc. You know, I do yeah. want to watch it. It seems like a very good movie, very yeah, uh, good. Uh, interesting plot. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what the ending of it is, you know. But, uh, yeah, so that's all I watched this week. All right, well, take a uh, one more trailer break, and then we're going to get deep into our movies. Uh, another twofer. Two for you. Yeah, two for you. I think we're going to stick with this for a while. I know we were doing the lists, and those are fun. They kind of ran their course. Uh, I'm not saying they're, ne- they're well, never they coming. Well, they may come back. Yeah, I say, they're ne- not that I'm saying they're never coming back, but eh, right now this formula seems to be going pretty good with the... Yeah, it forces me to watch more movies. <laughs> and that's always a good thing. Watching more movies is always a good thing. We'll be right back. I've narrowed your choices down to five unthinkable options. 
Each will cause untold misery. I pick number three. You don't even want to read them first? I was elected to lead, not to read. Number three. John Wayne is McHugh. And this time, for the first time, he's a cop. Three cops are dead. Two million dollars in junk is missing. And somebody's trying to hang it on McHugh. Santiago's collecting a murder score. McHugh's got a job. If he can't do it with the law... You're off the investigation, Lieutenant. He'll do it beyond the law. All right, man. Come on out. We know you're in there. You've seen tough cops before, but you've never seen a cop like McHugh. McHugh is everybody's target. You've never seen John Wayne before like this. Wayne on wheels in McHugh. From Warner Brothers. Rated PG. All ages. Parental guidance suggested. And now for something completely different. Worse than the Holy Grail. It's here. The most fearless portrayals ever presented on the motion picture screen. The wondrous story of birth. You will witness the birth of five babies before your very eyes, including the actual birth of triplet. You may faint, but you will never forget. The wondrous story of birth. At the Outdoor Drive-In Theater, U.S. Highway 17 South, Bartow. It's here. The most daring program ever shown on a motion picture screen. The Mating Urge, 80 ways around the world to make love. Plus the wondrous story of birth. See five babies born before your very eyes, including the actual birth of triplets. Plus Skid Row, a shocking story showing actual victims of VD now running rampant among our teenagers. Don't miss this powerful program for mature adults only. I think Katinka wants to kill you. Good. I deserve to die if I can't even beat Han Suckass at a walk-off. Derek, that's not true. I mean, the guy had to miraculously pull his underwear out of his butt just to beat you. Wow. Yeah, you know, instead of going to see the, the five births and all that other stuff, I'll just stay at home and smash my fingers with a hammer. It would be more pleasant. Yeah. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. You yeah, they used to do that crap. Oh, that was God. like cheap thrills for the 40s or whatever. You know, you get to see, like whatever oh yes yeah. ne- nether regions bursting in twine you're like oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they would like show them a driving sometimes they people would just like advertise it and and set up like a a, a sheet of, of of cloth somewhere and just show it in a tent you know it was like oh. that it was that it was that like low budget but that's uh, so nasty dude i'm like what are you talking about hey man that was america back then hey more shocking than the holy grail or what, no, what yeah, more shocking than the holy grail wow yeah. I, was, I was expecting monty python on the holy grail but nobody <laughs> expects you know, nobody expects the spanish inquisition yeah or something but at any rate <laughs> wow all right yeah Let's let's and then, our movies let's, not let's, as shocking. Let's focus. Okay, we did a twofer. Okay, what's the first movie we're gonna get? Let's ju- let's do the Norlis tapes first. Okay, good. That's a TV uh, movie. That's the way I watched them. Yeah, TV movie. Seventy three. Dan Curtis from the night man, the man who brought you the Night Stalker. Yeah. See, now I did. I liked this framing device. The okay. Like yeah. I thought this was cool. I didn't love the movie. I'm kind of talking about it before we even talk about it. But, well, that's fine. And, yeah, this is while it's coming to mind. I'm like, I thought it was neat the way the publicist went and found the tapes, and that's like how 
that's how the framing device the story is. is being told. Like this guy is a recluse uh, writer who's kind of disappeared, and then he and and so the the publicist who gave him money up front, which I guess happens. I don't know. Uh, he he shows up in, the, in his apartment, and the, he's, he, the tapes are numbered, and he's playing these tapes, and the tapes are revealing what's happening to right, him. Right. And it's very cool. I I actually thought that was a very interesting and um, it was different. It was different. I liked it. You know, um, something missed with this movie, and I don't know what. Okay. Um, I didn't hate it, and don't get me wrong. It was it was a fine story, and but it was just kind of one of those things where I was just like, eh, I, I don't. I don't know what didn't work for me, but something, you know. Well, we'll find out yeah, as we talk right. about it. So, I mean, it, the, the, okay, the only thing I can think of in that respect would be that the main character himself, he's not really much of a personality, you know, whereas yeah. Kolchak was a quirky personality guy. He was like kind of like he had a little bit more. Darren McGavin gave him a little more like character, and they was more build. This guy is just you don't really know much about him. He's just a writer, and he's and his next book sets to debunk mysticism, which is the yeah. basic uh, basis of the story. That's line. the whole. That's the storyline, and then he gets deeper into the world, which is we've heard that story before with oh. I'm going to write a book about prostitution, or I'm going to buy a, write and a book about drugs, in and then it. they get involved in it and deeper into it, you know. And that's, yeah, I mean... It's a common trope, and that's fine. I mean, uh, but yeah, well, we're, we're talking about, like, the thing about these movies you have to take into consideration, and I know you have, but in general, is that these movies were made 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you may have seen these movies remade, which you probably have, because I've watched... Without even knowing it. Without even knowing mm-hmm. it. So it seems familiar to you, but at the time... Even though the storyline is a little bit familiar, it's still a little bit different, too, at the time. And again, mm-hmm. this was made for TV, so when you were watching it back then, you weren't expecting all... Now you yeah. you come to expect things when you see things. Back then, you didn't because it was like, oh, wow, this is it was new. Yeah. See, this Let's and this was a movie way. that was made as a pilot to pitch a show a show which never got which made the show never got picked up and that's what we'll talk about a little bit and it's not uh, and it's not bad because in reality if you think about it this show would have been the original X-Files cuz he's studying he's going into paranormal even though oh. there's no government involved and he's studying <laughs> par- he gets involved in paranormal and then now, it, if they would have, if it, if, they, if it would have continued, it would have been. It seemed almost like he was That's he he would disappeared because somebody something was chasing him or he got involved in it too deeply or whatever. That's, I never thought of it that way. That's true. Same it with would've, it would have been kind it, of like a Twilight Zone or a, a, a or or a, or a, uh, X Files. Oh, X Files. Where every every week you would actually find another strange paranormal creature that he would encounter and then because there was just that one it was just the the reincarnation of the devil that they that they were dealing with in this one yeah yeah basically yeah you know so huh. i mean i mean the, the basis of the movie is like we were talking about for he's a writer he writes all sorts of books and he decides to write a book about debunking mysticism he goes and he looks for like occult people or whatever and then somehow or another, I think it was like he knew the sister of the woman and the uh, the main woman, Angie Dickinson, the great Angie Dickinson, and and the and Colt uh, and Kolchak, uh, you know, <laughs> Norlis is played by Roy Thinnis, you know, yeah. kind of character from the Invaders and the re- the reboot of Dark Shadows and a lot of See, stuff. See, I didn't know anyone from this. Oh uh, God, yeah. See, and you know, Angie Dickinson. I, I mean, I knew, I knew Angie Dickinson. Uh, uh, but I only knew her from Murder, She Wrote, which was a very... Angie Dickinson was Police Woman. Yeah, yeah. And then Robert Mandon, one of the guys, was from Soap. Don Porter, <laughs> Don Porter, the guy who, the, 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 the publisher, was... The one thing I remember from being on the Gidget TV show, of course, Andy Angie Dickinson... Was he the dad on 
Yeah, he was the dad of okay. Gidget on the TV show. Okay, now that makes sense. Because I, I, I knew that guy's face, and I, could, I was like, I don't know where I know this guy from, you know. The, the woman, the, uh, the occult woman, I forgot what her name was, Vanetta McGee, she played, uh, she played Madam, Le, Le, it was with an L, I can't remember right now. She was in lots of black exploitation from there. She era. had a very, She was in Blackula. She had a very odd hairstyle and look. Very, yeah. She was a very sultry-looking woman, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. her hairstyle was odd for that time period. And I, like yeah, the, she would the fit braids. in, fit now. She would fit in now, and that was, you know, like you're saying, forty years ago. And I'm, yeah. I, I was looking, I was like, well, that's odd, because <laughs> you know, like, just very different, very, like I would, I'll say modern. It was modern, but it was the yeah. 70s, you know, it was modern, yeah, you know, and it, uh, Madame <laughs> Lachey or Madame something, or so. I mean, but the thing, the thing that I liked too about this movie was that it was shot in. Car- in California, Carmel and mm. San Francisco, where uh, Clint Eastwood is, but they really made it look gothic, even though it's not really. Oh you know, yeah. All the rain and that the house where she lived was in the castle-looking thing, and it was dark. They made it. He, he Dan Curtis, the guy who he he created Dark Shadows and yeah. all those shows. Did he? Okay, yeah, so yeah. He, he was deep into the lore, you know. He yeah, was, he was deep into it, and then he also he was a he became the horror guy, the go-to horror guy for ABC or yeah. television back then. They did a lot of things. He did an adaptation of Dracula, all the classic horror things or whatever. So he was. He was that was his you know whatever his claim forte to fame, yeah. claim to fame or whatever <laughs> he knew how to he knew how to film these movies and since it's 70 minutes it's quick to the point no no um, padding no yeah, nothing see, and boom that's one of the differences between our two movies this week yeah for one of the first times in a long time I was like will you just end not this movie the second movie okay I liked it I li- uh, well I'm getting well, ahead of myself getting ahead of yourself but that. but. It's two different My God, movies. it was long, and I'm like, this movie is five thousand hours long. It felt it like very odd. Where this one was just kind of a, yeah. It, TV movies are basically in and out. Well, they had a, they had to fit it into a ninety minute time. Slot. Right, and then, so there's ninety minutes, and then they have to build in all the padding for the commercials. That's what pays the bills, and it just literally was like, you know, this one was very popped along at a good pace. And, that, and that's you know. the way the TV stuff usually is. They know that they know they they have to get get to it and then they do and stuff like that you know yeah one of the things i did know i the older tv movies aren't so dimmed down like newer movies are almost written for a second or third grader where some of these older ones uh we've done a few we've done this one now you know, like you think of like the car that kind of stuff they had a little bit more mm-hmm. they left you think a little bit more yeah mm-hmm. like that's one thing that television has done it is basically it's kind of like feeding your brain uh, uh, kids' food, you know, ground up slurry that you don't have to think about anything because they present everything to you. Somewhere along the way, regardless of what you read or whatever, <coughs> society has, has decided that we're dumb. <laughs> okay, whether we are or not, that's up to debate. But right. the reality of the situation is if you make a movie that might be... Not at the like you say dumbed down or at the oh my and, god and, and if and maybe you don't get everything, but you know what sometimes it's good. That's why you come back for a second and third helping, man. And, or, or you go online and you and you try to find out what they were talking about. Yeah, you aspire to something. Uh, it aspires to a level higher than just we're gonna just dumb it down for you so you don't care. Look, look at the curveball twelve monkeys threw me. Yeah. Just because it wasn't so so stupid that I that a drunk person couldn't understand it, I was like, wow, I gotta save this and rewatch it. This is actually worth my brain being on for this. Right now, you can't think about what movies you can say that about because there's not many out there. You know, there's I mean, there's some, but right. but a lot of movies, especially newer movies, 
lots of flashing and banging and booms and that's it. Yeah. The storyline is about <coughs> a sentence long. And so, look at all the cool stuff. Yeah, look at all the effects. You know, look at all. Look the, at the rocks, big muscles, ah, and yeah, explosions, exactly. and you're like, ah, oh, victory, kiss, sunset. That's you know, it exactly. And, and, yeah. But now, you know, so when you actually have a movie you have to think about, you're like, whoa, hold on a second, I gotta rewind this. I actually have to watch and think about this. You know. Yeah. So, so at, at any rate, so he finds out through a friend about a woman, Nancy Dickinson whose husband died, but apparently he was involved in some kind of a cult, a cult yeah. thing. So he goes to Angie Dickinson's house. But before he goes to Angie Dickinson's house, yeah. you see that one scene where Angie Dickinson is at home and she hears something in the, oh. in, the in, in, in in another part of the house or another room. So she goes with her dog and her gun out a there. A dog and a shotgun. A dog and a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, those were the days, right? <laughs> So, oh, so she 70s. goes, and then she, she walks into the, the 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 other house that they have. This like you know hulking looking guy with like yellow eyes and gray face like comes at her, and then she just blows him away. The dog attacks him, and he like throws away the dog. Like yeah, the a dog fly. gets killed. Yeah. yeah, and she blow and she shoots him with the with her shotgun, and she splits. So then she fought, so then that precursors what the guy finds out. So he goes and visits Angie Dickinson, and she tells him about. You know, this and that and the other thing that she saw her husband and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then they, then they go, they, uh, he's he's interred like in the estate or whatever. So, yeah. So they go and, and see him and he's like still there, you know. So they're like, well, he's still here. You know, he's dead, you know. Like, <laughs> there he is. Open up, they opened up. The, that's really weird how they had that. I know. That's I've never seen open. that. Like they, they go to the crypt to look at this dead guy and he's above ground. And they, they the the casket has like a handle that you yeah. slide it down and there he is and you're like I never saw one of those before but I guess they have them I don't yeah so I don't know a whole lot about I, I, dead I don't know people. I don't know much about that that I thought that was like wow that's inter like the same thing as you that's interesting you know? <laughs> yeah but, just okay so he starts investigating more and more and he finds an, he finds out about another art dealer because the guy's a sculptor and the, he was a crippled sculptor yeah, the, the 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 guy that passed away the the, the the yeah. guy that is into the occult and all that stuff. And he was, and he was. And de- Angie right. Dickinson says, "Oh, this one guy is really." He called and got really angry about me not giving him the ring. Yeah, because he's got like some ring, some Egyptian ring or whatever yeah, of scarab, the dead or yeah, whatever. Of the Twelve scarabs and blah blah blah, and uh, and that's where that's where the focus kind of turns on what's causing this. Right. You know, it goes right. from what the hell could this guy be? How could he be still alive even though he's dead? To oh. This is why, because now there's numerous people talking about or or, or involved in this ring. And, and, then, and then in the meantime, you could, it cuts to another scene where there's a woman driving down the road, and all yeah. of a sudden, like, you know, something attacks her in the... Was he, was he in the car? Total backseat attack. Total yeah. backseat attack. Yeah, he attacks her from the backseat, and she crashes. And then that's it. You see that. And then all of a sudden, you hear the cop. A guy... Oh, another driver passes by and calls the cops. And when they go and uh, and they investigate the scene, you see the car crash. You see her there, but then they say, "Wow, what's wrong with this woman?" You know, and then they they say that she's like her face has changed color because like, and it turns out that she's taken all her blood's been drained yeah, out of her. Classic, uh, classic vampire, vampire dr- trope. The the almost like the dried husk of a person, even though they just died twenty minutes ago. You know. Exactly, and then he goes to <laughs> investigate, and, boy, and the cops don't want to tell him anything. Boy, surly cops. Claude Aikens, Sheriff Lobo, by the way. Both of these movies were just filled with cops that don't have any time for anybody. Yeah, they don't want to scare the public. That's the same thing as the Night Stalker, too. They don't want to scare the public. They're like, you're not getting anything. They ain't no, no, you know, just, he's even, they had that weird, the 
Sheriff Lobo is goes to play golf with the coroner. Yeah. And they're talking about this at a golf, which I've never seen that before. I've seen golfing in movies. Yeah. But I've never seen that, like, presented as, look, this is where things happen. When a couple guys are going out and they work together and they're they're golfing, this is where deals are struck kind of thing. Because he's, like, saying, yeah. look, he's like, you can't release this. And he's like, well, I'm not going to falsify anything. And he's like, but I'll just, you know, he's like, well, just leave it off or whatever. And they were, it was really odd. It was, you know, and then they, I guess Lobo must have a good stroke because they, uh, yeah, they yeah. showed him hit a yeah, golf Yeah, they showed ball. him hitting and he hit and it good. Yeah, he yeah. hit it good. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, I, he was, pretty, he was a good golfer or whatever. <laughs> so, Claude Aikens. Yeah. He was also, <laughs> he was, was he also in Night Stalker? But they had a similar character in Night Stalker. I don't know if it was, might've been Claude Aikens or Simon Oakland. I don't know. One of those two guys. Was, well, Claude Rains. Then you couldn't see no, him. No, it wasn't he Claude was, Rains. You couldn't see him. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, all jokes. Nor- Norlis goes and investigates, and he tells this art dealer who's Hurt Hatfield, who was the original Dorian Gray in the 1940s, and then he talks, tells him about him, and then he they talk about the scarab, and he's like, "Well, I really wanted it, but he wouldn't give it to me, you know, blah blah blah, and this and that." And he tells him, "Well, he's buried. With- I don't know where it is." He goes, "Well, he's- he tells him he's buried with him." Yeah. And then he, he and then the Hurt uh, Hadfield tells Kolchak about Madame Lachey or whatever her name he, was. He he sent yeah because the art dealer who runs this ring bad yeah sends our hero off into a different direction where he got the ring yeah 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 and in the me and I wasn't sure if the writer was setting him up or if he just said it because the writer because the guy who was the art collector who really wanted the ring was like yeah of course I wanted the ring it's worth a lot of money that's what I do buy and sell shit. You know, yeah. he didn't, you know, look, uh, antiquities, blah, blah, blah. You know, everything was very flowery. And uh, <clears throat> so that's what, that's like, they kind of did an end around where he goes, oh, well, go to Madam, Madam Crazy Lady. Yeah, yeah, right. And then in the meantime, he sneaks off to the crypt. Right. Now he's like, aha, I'll steal it. And he knows where the crypt is because we find out later from like Colt, uh, Colt. I keep calling him Kolchak. Yeah, Norlis. Who cares? Norlis investigating that the house has a bunch of uh, tunnels and different areas. It's like a pretty whacked out house or whatever, you know. So he apparently like he finds somehow or another because of course it's a TV movie and they can't show you exactly all <laughs> the things that he did to get there. He find, exactly goes to where the the crypt is and yeah. uh, you know he he buys he, it. Yeah, he buys it. The, he opens it up and it's empty. And they're like, he's like, well, that's strange. And then the guy comes, blah. He does that thing where he gets him from behind. And, uh, uh, well, he kills him from behind. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get him from behind. It's a different movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the second Norlis tapes, the X-rated version. Yeah. Uh, so, so then, yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It, so he, in the meantime, our hero uh, goes to the, what's the, her name? called Madam, Madam, oh, Madam Jekyll, I think it was, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't that. know. Something along those lines. Jekyll, maybe. And she was, and... Vanetta McGee, very yeah, attractive. She was a striking woman, you know. You're like, huh? And then she's she's playing almost like a, I want to say like a New Orleans or like a like kind one of. of those mysticisms that are like you don't know the power, the you know, lady, yeah, the voodoo yeah. lady thing. And you're like, okay, here we go with the voodoo lady. And she, I think she tries to deny it at first. Yeah. She's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she's like, oh my god, does he have the ring? Like, like. Yeah. It works. She kind of like breaks and says, "Oh, it works," you know. Because then she, they, they reveal that basically she, he's he's crippled and he's dying, mm. and she said, "Well, you know, in in exchange for you to build this statue of the god Sargoth, Sargoth or whatever, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. I'll give you this ring, which will make you immortal, but you have to build this statue, and yeah. then, but it has to be built out of clay, but it has to be made with human blood." All right. So here's the major plot point. 
Okay. Right? Like this, yeah, this is what, this is like the whole basis of the, what happened to this guy. He's a, he's a sculptor. He's very uh, upset about losing his uh, faculties. Like he's, he's crippled. He's, ha- he's losing his ability to do what he does. So she hooks him up with this scarab ring and says, basically, if you bring up, what's the guy's name? The, I call him the Dark Lord, but whatever. Scott, Sargoth. Or Sargoth. Like he's just some kind of like devil slash yeah. gargoyle looking thing. I mean, in the meantime, the guy dies, but the ring keeps him immortal. The ring keeps him alive, so every night he's coming up and building on this statue, because as soon as he gives this guy life, then he gets his end of the bargain, which is yeah. li- living again. Yeah. And or he, living for eternity. Living for eternity, yeah. And, and and this is all being done in the spare room, which is like his art his art uh, studio, because he, like I said, we he was a famous sculptor, and the, the guy heard Hatfield... The art dealer, he was the guy who dealt with him yeah. and stuff Both like that. Both these movies made me think I really should be a writer or a sculptor. Because apparently, if you do that, you're a millionaire. You're you a own, millionaire, You yeah. own giant homes that have, like, other homes behind them and stuff. Yeah. I don't really know if that's how that works. I don't think that's how that works. I think yeah. you crank out books and go well, on... In the, in the 70s. Go did. unnoticed and you die in poverty. You know, it, I don't know, but... Uh, in the 70s, it worked that way. Huh. So, at any rate, so... Then, you know, uh, Madame, Lachette, uh, Madame Jekyll... Calls, feels weird about everything, and she calls Angie Dickens and he says, "Look, we got to get the ring off this guy, you know." And, yeah, then, and there's also at some point there's a sister in there, but yeah, that's right. The sister's going to visit her. This is just like a the sister's going to that kind the of sister's thing, going yeah. to visit her, and she's not home, so she ends up going to this little rundown hotel with mom and literally a mom and pop hotel because they call each other mom and pop, <laughs> and mom doesn't want her to let her in, but pop does. He goes because he's like likes her, you know. So she, she gives her a room, and then and then she becomes a victim of, you know. Of course. Know, it, it's kind of like, you knew right from the second you saw her, you're like, well, this is fodder. This has got a victim written yeah, all over it. Is. So, I mean, okay. it was a cool scene. Even though you knew his face was going to be in the window, it was a cool scene when she pulls the window. and Because the guy looks pretty creepy with the yellow eyes and the ashen face. <laughs> so anyway, Dangy Dickinson and her go to, you know, go to the uh, the house, and they, they tell Norlis, hey, listen, we're going to go to the house or whatever. And he gets in his awesome... 73, uh, 73, 73 convertible com, uh, orange Corvette. Corvette, which I used to have a little model kit. Of, I uh, would be very happy to be driving that car right now. And, and you can see how awesome it is by when he's driving. You hear the motor and you yeah, see they did passing. a lot of motor revving, and he's passing some guy through the woods, which I'm like. I don't think Corvettes did that, but whatever. We'll let it go. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. take your Corvette off road. I think pretty much that's where it's going to sit. Cause yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, but anyway, right? yeah. So the, the Angie Dickinson and um, you know Vanetta McGee go to the crypt, and he's there laying there, you know, and they're trying to pull the ring off him. And of <laughs> course, you know, while they're going there, you see the corpses of all the people that he's killed. You see Hurt Hadfield. You see your sister. You yeah. see um, the other girl there, you know, because he's drained them of their blood or whatever. So as they're pulling off the ring, he he wakes up and he kills Madame uh, Jekyll or whatever, and yeah. Angie splits. She takes off. She, he ends up. I think he ends up seeing her, but he lets her go. Yeah. Well, he he's. Uh, yeah. She runs before she he can get. He, her he chases her, but then let her go. But then, but then Norlis gets there, and then he grabs her, and like all of a sudden he's chasing both of them. Yeah. And then like they take off, and they get into a they get into some of the one of the Rolls Royces or whatever, and the thing has and 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 like of course they have the keys, and like the monsters like grabbing it, he rips off the. Uh, he rips off the door. That was kind of cool. Get, he ripped the whole a, door off. He ripped off yeah. the whole door, yeah. And they, and they get away. And, of course, they tell Sheriff Lobo. And and Sheriff Lobo's like, you're crazy. Harumph, you know. A lot of harumphing from, yeah, the, lot of harumph from, from, the, from the police squad in this one. They're like, harumph, you so, don't so, know. So they end up going back. 
and 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 they find the statue. You know, they see the statue that he's building, and there it is, Sargoth or whatever. And then through all his research, uh, Norlis figured out that okay. If I take, because somehow or another he had blood. I forgot how he got the blood, but he had some yeah, blood. Yeah, I don't know how he did that either, because I just saw him working with it with the sand. Or. With the sand or whatever. But he had some kind of a, a blood or whatever. And he goes, I read in a book that if you circle the statue with human blood and you set it on fire. After he wakes. They can't leave. After he wakes, you can't, you can't get out. So they sit there, and they know that, you know, the monster is going to show up. So he ends up showing up, and he's... And he starts reviving he the finishes devil. It. He finishes the sculpture. The devil wakes up, or Sargoth wakes up. And he revives him, and everything, oh, yeah, get wake up. You know, all of a sudden, at that moment, like, uh, Norlis throws the, throws the uh, match, lights, lights the, the fire, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, they both go, everybody goes up in flames. Yeah. So you think. And then it ends with, like, you know, big fire and the cops and all that stuff. And then after that, it, it, I, I remember, it just fades out. Right. To, to Don Porter, and he hears him saying, like, yeah, that's what happened, but there was more, or something along those yeah. lines. And then he goes and he puts out, and he puts the next tape in, and that's how the that's thing... A, that's Because it was supposed to be, like, a uh, a, a series proposal. Yeah. Pilot, so, which they did lots of. Right, and they did. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's pilots made every year that just fail. Which uh, yeah. makes you wonder, how bad are those if those fail and what's on TV now? Well, the know? ones that never came out, too. There's tons <laughs> of pilots that every once in a while show up on YouTube or places like that. Yeah. It shows that never that never got made for whatever reason. But what anyway. was that one? Angel's Revenge or something like that? Those oh, yeah, that, plucky girls in the A-team van? Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, like, I, well, I posed the question before in the beginning of this. What do you think missed why do you think it wasn't i think nbc passed on it or why did every channel pass on this movie or you know this, I, this I, series? I, I have a few ideas i think maybe one of them might be that they didn't feel the, the main character was interesting enough possible right. but he was okay he was a good actor yeah he was all right and i didn't hate him but i myself at the end of it i was sitting there thinking and digesting this and i was like what because i even said alluded to it at the beginning i was like it didn't work for me and i don't know why like the, the, I love the, the characters framing didn't device. Grab you. Yeah, something just seemed to maybe the maybe the, the story part was, was good, was, but the yeah. characters were as Kolchak. It might have been too similar to Kolchak, whereas Kolchak, the quirky characters were written a little more. Let's put it this way: Kolchak, uh, the Night Stalker, was written by Richard Matheson, who was a great writer. He wrote Twilight Zone episodes. He wrote oh, wow, I Am yeah. Legend. He wrote all that stuff. He was a great writer. The the screen the screenplay. Was by uh, uh, Gr- uh, Nolan. Uh, Don- oh, God, what was his last name? Nolan. Anyway, a very good writer, but nowhere near mm. as good of a writer mm. as Richard Matheson. So I think it was in the script. It was a yeah. it was a good script in the sense that it worked. It was a good little horror movie or whatever. Yeah, it was fine. It but was it worked. It works. Fi- it works great as a little horror movie, and it didn't. It, I, I got. I just think that like somebody saw it and said, "We already have something like that. We don't need another one." Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It would. I mean, I would love to have seen. Uh, I would love to see him take it now and do it. You know, because we don't have. I don't think we have any shows like that. The, the X Files was the only thing yeah. like that, and, they, and the X Files became a conspiracy show, and it was very serious. Even though it has his, has his moments of seriousness, but it was a little too serious, you know, a little too oh, yeah. government or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, you know? it took this, itself very seriously. This is more like some guy, you know, a personal thing or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I I liked it. I you know, I'll give it like a seven point five. I thought it was I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit lower, probably like a, a six. I'm I'm between like a five five and a six, and again, uh, it was enjoyable. It, it it clipped along. It was fine. I really liked the framing device. I loved that listening to a tape, you know, and and having the 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 story kind of unfold, 
partly through narration, partly through, you know, obviously visual where they're showing you the story, you know, kind of cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go right into the next one. So that's ours. Um, it, yeah, I would I would suggest going and seeing it. They're out there. It's out there it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. So it's just, on YouTube. If you have a, if you like that kind of stuff, go watch it. Now, what's the second one? Okay, the second mm-hmm. one is one of many anthology films made yeah. in the '60s and '70s. That was a gimmick, which almost is like a comic book in a way. You know, which has right. four or five stories. Yep. They're all twist endings. It's always a twist ending. Always a twist ending because that was the point of it. These are all written by Robert Block, the man yeah. who wrote Psycho, and obviously and a lot of horror stories. Oh, sorry, and obviously uh, everyone knows Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Uh, that was the one that kind of ro- rose up. Out yeah. of the anthology stuff and really became a franchise in that most everyone knows Tales from the Crypt. And that, the thing about Tales from the Crypt, it had a, it had you know what people like today, the built-in audience. Oh yeah, it had like the comic book people going like, oh they're making a movie about these, you know. Uh, so they had that going for it, and it, from the back in the day, it had a lot of advertising for this movie. Oh yeah, it did, and it was a person, and it it had like a a, a character that everyone could relate to, and kind of thing thing like that. You know, and and as cheeky as the Crypt Keeper is now, or as as like overplayed back then, it was funny. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. his sh- total cornball routine was perfectly fine. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It, I mean, the movie itself. I'm talking more about the movie than the TV show. The movie itself, you know, became a big deal because of the comic book connection. Oh, I mean, yeah, that movie, yeah. the Tales from the Crypt movie, had a comic book. It had uh, the EC comics got revived. They started getting reprinted. Yeah. They they were the infamous books in the fifties that got banned because they were so gory. But they were very well done. But they were very gory. And it basically, mm. those are the books that basically in the fifties killed the comic book industry for a few years until superheroes revived it. Honestly, wow, that's how bad it was because they were very gory and they spawned even gorier like oh, you know. Oh yeah, because uh, once something hits, man, the, the imitators come out of the woodwork. Yeah, and then back then, comic books more so than today. Even though you got the movies now, were a form of cheap entertainment, and every kid read them. Cool. And there were tons yeah. of them, and there were tons of horror ones in the fifties because that became the most most popular genre. But when like you know the the adults got a hold of them, specifically one man named Frederick Wortham, who was this psychologist. And decided to correlate the, the the comic books with causing teenage violence and juvenile delinquency, and then there was a subcommittee and, and the well, Congress we, I, and all that. that I went through that uh, with the video games in my time. Oh, there you go. Video video games were attacked as the the, the end of society. Uh, oh, okay. So, but this is we are not talking about those. We are talking about the uh, the one. The House that Drip Blood. The House that Drip Blood. This was made by the same company. This was like from '71. It's total. It's Brit. It's set in Britain. Yeah, this um, is about as British as you... They're all... They're, most of them are British, by yeah. the way. Yeah, they are. With some American actors, but this one's totally British. They're mostly British. They're never really made in America, except maybe for, like, Tales from the Dark Side. Maybe a, something else Couple I can of, think yeah, of right but, now. Yeah. And it was made by a rival <laughs> company to Hammer called Amicus, who was, like... Uh, Getting the same actors, Christopher Lee's in it, Peter Cushing's in it. <laughs> Peter Cushing, which I was like, oh my god, Fran Tarkenton, uh, not Fran Tarkenton, um, the, the Star Wars, he played... Oh, the, uh, Moff... Moff, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Grand Moff Tarkenton. That's the one, yeah. Like that, or whatever. Fran Tarkenton. Oh, Tarkenton. That would be interesting. He would have been good in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Well, Run around from the monster or whatever. <laughs> like, I know? can't catch him. <laughs> I can't catch him. He's like Scooby-Doo. He's little and fast. Yeah. I can't catch him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> football jokes so yeah. yeah so this one is very british and the, the 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 framing device for this one is the house yeah, um right. so oftentimes they'll have a common thread that brings thing that brings stories together uh 
you know, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Hood, that kind of stuff all had a common thread. This one is the house. Is that, a lot of murders have been happening. A lot of weird psycholo- uh you know, weird uh, deaths have been happening in the house, and and this like stuck in this like, you know, nasty looking inspector is going to investigate the. Yeah. the he's called to investigate because the, <laughs> a famous horror actor just died. Right. So that's the premise of getting him. So he goes and visits the the, the renter of the house. Well, he visits the renter of the house, and this he's, is another harumph, you know, kind of yeah, theme. Yeah, right, right. Where they're not giving up. Well, you know, this has happened before. So then he, go, he goes to the police. The police dig out files, and they're like, well, this is the first time that someone died. Then you get then you get thrown then you into get the, the first story. The first yeah. story. And, and there's four stories. The first story is about a horror writer who buys his house. <laughs> Yeah. With, his, with his hot young wife, because he looks like he's a middle-aged guy, and he's got like a younger, hotter wife or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, good score, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, because he needs inspiration. He's a horror writer, so he needs inspiration, and I guess his house has a history or whatever. Yeah, and, and it, that was the weird thing. First of all, this house is very creepy. It's a very, it's a, it's a very old English style um, mansion. Not, mansion, yeah, country mansion. kind of like country mansion. It's not like one of those gigantic ones, but it's big. It's not a castle. Yeah, you know? it's like and. A, uh, and but it's fully everything. This guy, the reason they buy it is because it has the full library, and it has all the stuff. I was like, who moves into a mansion that has like all the crap in it? So like, I was like, mm. yeah, they're just renting or something. I guess, yeah. You're like, oh, that's so anyway, weird. he he moves in there, and all of a sudden, like within like whatever minutes or days or whatever, <laughs> yeah, he's hammering yeah. away at the typewriter. And then he he shows him a picture. That I guess he drew up some this character. Is, yeah, this is all my next story. The Strangler. What? Dominic. Dominic the Strangler, and it's this, uh, this yeah, weird looking guy, some, you know, like you know, toothy guy that looks like a horror <laughs> host. <laughs> the first thing I said is like, is that guy wearing those gag teeth? <laughs> kind of. Like you know, like those like wow, like those weird uh, those teeth that are like sticking out and everything. It's so funny. You know, he, he, like, he looks like a horror host, but yeah. at any rate. <laughs> So, like, you know, so dude's, like, really getting into this character, and then he starts, like, seeing him around the house. And some of those scenes are cool when you don't expect yeah. him you see him or whatever, you know. And the guy, the guy's made up to look pretty cool, you know, especially when they light him or whatever. And, of course, his wife is like, oh, what are you doing? Well, you're working you too hard. Working too know? hard and go go see a shrink. And the shrink's like, well, that's a manifestation of blah, 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 you know. Yeah. You know how, you know how shrinks talk. Uh, they're like, that's a... Her, 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 her. I wish it would have been uh, Bob Newhart. Would yeah, have been that would have been cool. That would have been awesome. He'd be like, well, you see, he was, his whole shtick would have fit right with Yeah, know. you're right. It would have given him good because he's like really low-key and he's like, well, you know, the doctor, <laughs> you know, blah, blah. <laughs> Another missed opportunity by our movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so then as, it, as it's progressing, the guy thinks he's going insane because the wife, he goes, he's there. And the wife goes, well, nothing's here. And then you cut to the chair and there's nothing there. Then you see the that guy on the corner. That weird. When you find out the ending, that is a weird sequence but whatever so yeah yeah. well you know what it is when the, the the thing about it is yeah i'll tell you we'll talk about more at the end yeah, yeah let's go through so it. Though. then there's another scene where you hear like he's in he's in the living room and you hear her screaming and he runs in and she goes she's like oh my god why did you strangle me and he's like so now he's really like now you really yeah, think she's he's like insane. You, you were strangling me because he and comes he's in like, he's like did, did did the strangler get you and she's like no you were strangling me and she's like uh-oh that's when you start thinking, wow, he really has a he's has a screw loose. He's you know something ain't right. Yeah, yeah. So she's yeah. like, oh, go to the doctor now. Yeah, right. So he, he so goes, he goes to, to the doctor, and then while he's talking to the doctor, all of a sudden, like the, the the Dominic shows up and kills the doctor. So you're led to believe that his alter ego, which is him, yeah, killed 
the doctor, you know. But then it turns out that Dom, dun, dun, dun. Dominic just didn't kill the doctor. He dun. killed him because when you get back to the house, you see his wife and she gets a call saying that her husband died. And then, like, all of a sudden, in the door walks Dominic, and it turns out Dominic's her boyfriend. Right. And she they was were setting him up. She, she was, was setting him up to have him be like murder. But then she freaks out. She goes, you weren't supposed to kill him. You're only supposed to kill to kill the doctor. The so doctor that way he's the Set him up. Right. Right. And so the guy goes, well, you know, I figured I had to do it. And he takes off his, his makeup. and he's He takes like, out his fake teeth. Which fake is teeth like, and his wig. And he's like, you know, Mr. British guy or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, I figured I had to do it, blah, blah, because, you know, I didn't want any evidence or whatever. And she's like, but no, no, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. And it turns out. And then he starts getting all crazy face. Yep. And then he kills her. And he goes, but don't you see, you know, Dominic would want this or whatever. So yeah. he got in. He got, like, by being in the house, I guess he got, like, the the house turned him into a ra- kill. a killer or whatever. So, da-da, shock, shock, you know. Nice. Snap ending or whatever. Yeah, so that was, that was a good one. That was a fun story. That one was um, good. The next yeah. one, uh... Yeah. The next one was... The next uh, one's about, like... <laughs> dude, the next one is about ascots and possibly gay dudes. Yes, exactly what um, I was going to say. They're not... But possibly, I don't possibly. know. Possibly, uh, like a, the, 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 Peter, <laughs> the, the great Peter Cushing plays like some guy who's retired. He retires to the house, but he's 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 pining for some woman that he knew. Yeah, he knew her, a beautiful woman that he knew years ago, and he's like, I, you don't know whether he was his wife or anything at this point. Oh, and just to be clear, all four of these stories, there is not one age-appropriate woman matched to the guys. Yeah, yeah. These guys <laughs> are all right. like. One's foot in the crypt, and these girls are all very voluptuous uh, yeah. actresses. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like, also for a house called for a movie called The House That Drip Blood. I don't think a drip of blood is shown. No, in zero, this movie. zero, zero, zero house bleeding. But at it, but it, but at any rate, everything's implied, which is cool. But at any rate, yeah, <laughs> Peter Cushing goes out to the country, and you find out he's a bachelor. And you know, but we don't. I don't. He's remember. very Vincent Price-ish. Yeah. And well, I'll tell you a story about Vincent Price, and from the last yeah. one, remind me because okay. there was a story about Vincent Price. So he goes into one. town. And he goes like, "Well, that's odd. There's a house of wax." I haven't seen one of those since I was a kid. Yeah. So he goes in there, and he's like, mm, he gets around the corner, and there's all this creepy stuff, and that's fine. And then he sits there, and he's like, and he gets enamored. He opens up this this curtain, and he gets he's staring at this very alien-looking woman. But she looks she looks kind of like his old flame. Right. That's the thing that draws him attention to her. And she's got the plate of a guy's head, which is this... Which, one thing that bothered me is the cover of this DVD... Yes, I know. ...gave away the ending yes, of that thing. Yes, I know. That's so stupid. It was. It, like, I was like, well, I know where this is going because the know. freaking cover of the movie showed it. I know. That's, like, bad, but, you know... Yeah. <laughs> Like that was like bad. Showed it. Like, bad, bad, bad promo. <laughs> yeah, they they would have been better off showing the vampire guy. But at any yeah. rate, yeah. So the guy goes, "Oh my god, it looks like her." And then all of a sudden, the owner of the thing, yes, that's my wife. That's what's my wife. This is a whole. This whole wax museum is about murderers. That was my wife. She turned out to be a murderess, and she killed this guy. And then I sculpted her in the guy's head out of wax. And I was like, "You think he had sex with the wax thing?" I yeah, know. I don't know. You know, so Cushing is like, "Oh wow, she looks just like." You oh, know. everyone that opens that thing goes, "She's so beautiful." And she she was kind of okay, like an alien looking a little bit. It wasn't the greatest yeah, sculpture. In whatever, the world. it looked kind of like the picture, kind of like it, but you know. Anyway, Cushing goes back home and has his tea and reads his book because he's. <laughs> 
He just wants to sit and read. He's just mincing old bachelor in this yeah. really weird castle. So, and also knocks his, all of a sudden, on door knocks, and his his buddy. In comes the most fabulous ascot I've ever seen. I'm telling seen. you, man. That ascot and color combination enter that room like an hour before he does. It's like, fabulous! <laughs> it's this bright, like, w- yellow shirt, and it has like. It's 70. And if you think that uh, uh, the Scooby-Doo guy, Fred, yeah. was rocking an ascot, you didn't yeah, see yeah, nothing. Yeah, right, right. Because this is like psychic. <laughs> Delic, baby, yeah, baby, and it's like oh, he has this gray sport coat and this ascot that has like it, like the psychedelic threw up all over it. You know, you're like, what am I looking at here? I couldn't stop looking at this guy's like wardrobe. You know, you're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> weird, eh, whatever. So then, <laughs> that's true. I said the same thing. I go, oh wait a minute, he's a bachelor, he's alone. It's like, and all of a sudden, this guy knocks on his door with an ascot. I'm getting like some weird vibes here. I was getting you know? weird vibes, and also, I couldn't think of anything other than that guy's wardrobe for the whole sh- this yeah, whole yeah, section. Right. I was just like, your eyes burn. I was like, it. what the hell, man? Like, did no one say tone it down a little bit? It Not- was the seventies. I guess the, they were. Oh, they were old guys that were trying to be hip or something. So anyway, we find out they're old friends. And Cushing invites him. Hey, you know, the guy was driving. Have some scotch. You're, you're driving? Here's some yeah, scotch. Yeah, have some you know? scotch. He was going somewhere, and he stopped by, found out that he moved there. And so the guy sees a picture of the woman. He goes, oh, yeah, I used to love her, too. I couldn't get her either. They both tried to get yeah, her. but they temptress, both, just. Yeah, she was a temptress. So he's like, yeah, well, you know, just stick around and spend the night. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And <laughs> Better go loved and lost. Blah, blah. Here's some scotch. Yeah, right. It's a so, lovely ascot. Yeah, really. <laughs> so then the next day, let's compare like, ascots yeah, yeah. or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so the next day, he's like, oh, I need some tobacco. Let's go to town. Yeah. And then they're walking around and... Because that guy, when he when, when Peter Cushing took off out of that place, he's like, "No, I shan't never return yes, here again." Exactly right, and he yeah. said, "Shan't." And then uh, and then this guy's like, "Oh, dude, I haven't seen a wax uh, place since I was like six And he ran in, and he's like, "Cushing's like, no, 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 it's not go. that great. Don't go in there. Don't go in there." And the he bolts like a rabbit, and then he's in there. And before Cushing can even get through the door, he's sitting there. She's so beautiful, you know. And then the same shtick, you know. Yeah, right. So so they afterwards they go. Yeah. Back to his place, and, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave." Yeah. And then, then Cushing comes back into town, presumably to go in there himself, and he's there, and he's like, "Oh," and he goes, "Hey, you!" And the guy takes off, and then he goes back to the house, and he's like, "I can't stay away from it." Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, the, so it's like you know, the guy, the guy ends up going back. <laughs> yeah. And he gets into a fight with the guy. I think I think it was a, I think it was. Okay, he goes back, and then he, he splits from Cushing's, and then like Cushing, I guess at that point doesn't see him again. Right, he's so t- he's gone. He's gone. Know. So then Cushing is like, you know, thinking about it or whatever, you know. So he goes back into town. And he goes back in to again. get tobacco yeah. or something or like tea or something like that. And then he gets in, he gets oh I gotta go I gotta go in this place again I gotta see it and then he goes in and he's luck around and then he goes straight to the statue and when he opens up the statue. Now the head has been replaced by his buddy, the sculpture yeah, his buddy's of his buddy. Head. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe this, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the guy, the... The, the, the husband of the wife, wax you know, the, wife. The, yeah. the, the, the owner of the place comes at him with a with a, a scythe or whatever they call it yeah. or whatever. It, it, it was a very uh, head-chopping looking axe. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that's my 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 woman was always entertaining other men. That's why they all had to die. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. And then... Uh, Cut to the... To so they get, they get into a big fight, 
and Cushing breaks a couple of the things, and the guy breaks yeah. a couple of the statues with the thing, and when he finally pins Cushing down, and he's like, cut, and then it cuts, and that's it. Yeah. And, and then, then it cuts to like... Then you see like, the, the cover of the DVD. Well, which is not, the not, one? Not yet. Then you see another oh, scene so, okay. where there's some young guy walks. Don't you remember? There's another oh, scene. Oh, right, because now another guy, yeah, another, another suitor scene. is coming in. You know, another guy walks in. Some young guy, and he walks in, and he looks around, and all of a sudden he sees the. Oh, the, the she's the, so beautiful. The, she's so beautiful. But when you look down, like, oh no, now Cushing's head. Plato Cushing head, right there. Yeah. So it's like, oh that, my god. And that was the cover of the freaking movie. Yeah, that one just that one was there was no surprise to that it. That sucks, dude. I, I was never. Yeah. That was why it's the worst story of them all because <laughs> they 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 telegraphed it to you in advance. Oh my god, yeah. And that might have I, it might not have. It could have been done better. That, that seeing it, yeah, you know? yeah. And okay, and then that's that's that story, and then of course the the you know the inspectors yeah. keeps asking about. Oh yeah, like, he's like, oh, what's well, what else is happening? What else there? happened? And then and then the third story comes along, and then. That, and then at this point, you're probably like, you know, you're getting a little bored, but you're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, you know. But I'm enjoying because I like the actress. So the third, oh, yeah. the third story is basically about is Christopher Lee. He buys the house with his little daughter. Yeah, and, and his little daughter ain't right. From yeah, his little daughter, but one. he ain't right either because he's like a stuck-up, obnoxious, which he plays perfectly. He's such by a the prick. way, and this movie, he is such a prick. He's just like, no toys for you, and he's like, you're like, oh, okay, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, Take right. It easy, dude. Right, and they go, well, you know, now that you're here with your little girl, you want to, you know, hook her up in school. She's not going to any school, you know. She's yeah. going to get tutored at home. Or Keep whatever. them illiterate. That's, you know, uh, whatever. Well, he hires a tutor, and, you know, he hires this younger woman, you know, to be the tutor. And she at first doesn't like him, but she takes to the girl because the girl seems, like, nice and interesting. The girl's, like, just kind of, like you said, creepy, and she's looking at the fire, and she's yeah, kind of, yeah. like, not not all there. Yeah. But then the girl, the, the teacher draws her out because she's a good, she's good at what she does. She's you know? a good teacher. She moves in, she draws her out, you know, blah blah blah. Lee never tries anything with the teacher, you know. No. Maybe he was a friend of Cushing's. I don't know. Or maybe <laughs> he wasn't wearing any ascots or anything like that. <laughs> He's like, you just keeping, you just keep that daughter learning. I'm going to go ascot shopping. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so at any rate, wink, she becomes friends with the girl and blah blah blah. And the girl, she brings out the girl. The girl's intelligent and all that and. She's like teaching her about trees and about everything. So everything's <laughs> supposedly hunky dory or whatever, yeah. you know. And but then the lady goes, "Well, I'm going to go out shopping and I'm going to bring her some toys." And he's like, "Only educational ones." Yeah, right. And you're yeah. like, "Okay, whatever." So she comes back with a bag of toys. And she's like, "Oh, here's a puzzle and oh, here's a thing. And here's a special one for you." And she opens up and it's a doll. And it's like, "Oh, a lovely doll." And then he's then he comes in. There's no this is an educational he grabs it from her and he throws it in the fire. Yeah. And you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, what a, what a dick. You're but, like, oh, this guy's horrible. And, and, yeah, so anyway. And so then, then it cuts to, like, scenes of them sleeping. And the little girl's, like, you know, looking around the house. And she finds a book. And she takes it to her room. Yeah, there's like an Encyclopedia Britannica for yeah, her right. evil. You don't know what it, yeah, you don't know <laughs> what it is. But she takes it to her room or whatever, you know. So then, like you know, they're they're like I forgot what that what exactly happened, but they're talking or whatever, and the little girl's in her room, and somehow or another, like the the I don't know if he needed uh, uh, he wanted to light candles for the house or something mm, like that, mm -hmm, but he mm -hmm. goes to the box where he has candles and he's missing candles, and he's like, oh, I had twelve candles here. What mm. the? There's there's one missing. Where are they? And he calls a little girl, and the little girl comes down. And he goes, where are the candles? Did you take them? Where are the candles? And she's like. Looks looking at him, he slaps her across the face, 
and the, and the the what you call it the the teacher's horrified, and she's like, "What are you doing?" You know. And then <laughs> Settle he, down, brother. It's a candle. He you goes, know. "You don't know about her mother. You know, her mother died, but you don't know how evil her mother is. I don't want her to become like her mother or anything like and you're that." You're like, "Here we go." Yeah. And the woman's <laughs> like, "Boy, this guy's really a whack job. You know, this guy's responsible for this little girl being like, you know, like a freaking nut." So at any rate, it ends. It cuts there. So the next scene is, I guess, Christopher Lee is going to town to signing some papers like to a sell lease. something. Yeah, he's a, he's a sales thing. So he's signing a lease, and then like all of a sudden he starts getting like pains. Ah, he's, he screams like crazy. His arms, ah, oh, my arm, my arm. Yeah. And then, and then they show they cut to her, the little girl. And the little girl's like stabbing a little wax doll, which is a straight up voodoo doll. Straight yeah. up voodoo doll. And then all of a sudden, like the 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 the, the nurse goes. Are you there, dear? Are you there? And then she like stops and hides. And then Christopher Lee's like, oh, uh, okay. And he knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know? He knows what's going on, but he's like, okay. He's hip to it. He knows. He, he signs the papers or whatever. And then he comes back home. And then when he gets home, like, you know, the woman confronts him. He goes, what's, go he's, what's going on? And he goes, like, her mother was evil and blah, blah, blah. And, and so is she. And, so and they zoom in on her face. It's like, ah. Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden you see him, like, oh, with his chest screaming or whatever. Yeah, he's in bed yeah. and, and she's jabbing it in the she's heart. She's jabbing you know? it with the heart or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, what's going I'll on here? I'll call the doctor. And the doctor's on his way. And he's like, get the, find the. The doll. Find the doll. Find the doll. And so the, yeah. Oh, ahead, the, the girl comes out of her room and he does this total like that pointing, going yeah, like right. like like pointing at the evil who's killing him. You know, and yeah, it's so yeah. funny. I always laugh when somebody does that. It's almost like the Darth Vader. No, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah there <laughs> so you go. She like see. So the girl takes off and and then the teacher's like, oh, come back here. You can't do that. And then uh, and then she's like. But I, I forget what the hell she says. Some British thing. And then she throws the doll into she the goes, fire. She goes, give me the doll. And the little girl's like, looks at her. She goes, please. She gets, it's one of these, please, close, give yeah. me the doll. Getting closer and closer. And then at the last minute, you the little girl in the living room throws the doll in the fire. And right where like, the other doll went. Christopher right? Lee's like, ah, screaming in his room. So she, right. you know, burned to death or whatever, you know. The end. The end. So, now, this one was okay. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was actually well done. I liked, I liked. I liked stories about like you know that kind of idea about dolls or little evil yeah. little kids. Well, you remember whatever. the remember the the KKK one from Tales from the Hood yeah 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 right where those right, little right. dolls that they they say they souls in the heart of the, yeah. So this is where we would have been fine without it. But like, I but I did like the last one. Oh no, I liked the last one. The second one should could have went and it could have just been three. yeah it could have been three. But they usually have four because whatever. Right, and that's fine. But I was like okay. Another one. This is this is where I started to feel like I was like I'm, I'm kind of done with this now, <laughs> and maybe that's short attention. Maybe I have ADD or whatever they call yeah, it this right. week. But I was just like, okay, oh, I guess I'm gonna do another one, huh? So, All right. But, but so. the other one kind of ties everything up, and that's what that's why it's good. I mean, it it makes a lot it's a, of and sense. And it's funny. It, it was a change of pace. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was it's, funny. it's it's a goofball one. So he finds out. Okay, so but so tell me what happened with the guy whose case I'm investigating, the horror actor, and then. Right. Tells a story about a horror actor, the guy John Pertwee, who played was one of the Doctor Who's, was one of the original Doctor Who's, plays a horror actor. And what I read, oh, you're right, okay. he was an old Doctor Who. What I read was the part was originally offered to Vincent Price, but he turned it down for some reason. Why would he have turned this down? I maybe the money. But the only thing I can think of is the money. You know, it he's like, no, I feel like somebody's coming to paint my house this weekend, and I'm not going to leave. Well, and it was yeah. it was it was kind of a, a piss take on his crew, which he later did in another movie. But yeah. at any rate. He's a horror actor, you know, and he shows up in there with his, like, hot, you know, uh, 
girlfriend there, Ingrid Pitt, and they go to buy the they go to rent or buy the house or whatever. Yeah. And they told the story <laughs> of it, and the guy goes, "Oh no, that's perfect because I'm a horror actor, so it'll fit right in with the." Don't you see? He loves. He belongs in a castle. Yeah, he, right. She goes into something and. This woman is built like a brick shit house. Yeah, she has, Ingrid Pitt, who did whole, tons of these movies, a vampire lover. Heaving cleavage is all I'm going to say and, about and her. The, and know. the long cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> the long German, like, and the long Germanic cigarette holder or whatever. Remember what I said earlier about not age appropriate? Not age appropriate at all. This yeah. guy is... He's like 60, she's like 35. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, when you're a big star, you can do that kind of stuff, Apparently. I guess. You know, so at any rate... They go, uh, it cuts to the movie that they're making, a vampire movie. So he's like giving the hard time to everybody because he's like, oh, these sets stink and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, he's being a total like prima donna. And and, you know. and, 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 and like, you know, the director's like a young guy and he's giving him a hard time. And they did make one joke that cracked me up. They, they were talking, well, you know, don't you like horror movies? And he goes, he says like, oh, yeah, I love the old Frankensteins and, and uh, Invisible Man's. And Dracula, and he goes, well, the original Dracula, not that new guy that plays in. It was a little joke about Christopher Lee or whatever, who's in this movie. So at, so, any, awesome. so at any rate, he's like sitting there going like, well, you know, this part is great, but I need to get like, you know, some something to get me inspired yeah, to play this say, role. Let me see you this cloak. And he's like, at this point, he's like being a real jerk about everything. He's yeah. like, this isn't worn and blah, blah, blah. This is a crap. I'll go find it myself. So, so he, go, he goes to some old antiquity store where a guy comes out. This uh, creepy guy. Creepy guy is like, I have what you need. And he pulls out this box and it's like this old original. It, the way that chain goes across there, it yeah. made me think of Blackula. Because yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember they had a very prominent chain in Blackula. Yeah, that was yeah, so awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, this is perfect. And he's like, oh, yes, I'm going to be moving away now. <laughs> <laughs> he's all happy to be selling. He goes, well, how much do you want? He goes, 13 shillings. He goes, a week? He goes, no, for everything. He's like, oh, wow, that's a great bargain. Yeah. yeah. He goes, can I put it in a bag? No, no, I'll take it like it is, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he takes it, and the old guy's like, ecstatic. He's like, ah, oh, I'm going to be leaving here in about three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. So he's very thankful. So then, then they cut to, like, the you know, the actor at the studio getting ready for the role. So he goes into his makeup chair. He's getting his makeup put on, and he puts on... He's sitting there looking at himself in the mirror. Yeah, I look okay. So he puts on his cape, puts it on. Then when he looks at himself in the mirror Poof. in the cape... He does. There's nothing there, so he's like, "What the hell's going on here?" You know? Yeah. So he like freaks out and he takes it off, and then he looks back in the mirror and he's there and he's like, "Oh, okay," you know. Yeah. So he does. So then he cuts to the scene that he's gonna be doing with Ingrid Pitt, his co-star. So he's gonna be doing a scene where he's like, you know, talking to her and then leaving, but then he turns and, and kisses her as yeah. he leaves or whatever, you know. But he puts on the cape. Yeah. So all of a sudden he's sitting there doing the scene. He puts on the cape and he's kissing her. And all of a sudden he's kissing her and he moves down and down and he's like biting her in the neck and she flips out. Yeah. He says, "What are you doing? You really bit me." And he's like, oh, "I don't know. I, I, I got into the role too strong or whatever." He takes off the cape yeah. or whatever. And so then his like, lust for blood is growing. Yeah, his lust for blood is glow- growing or whatever. So he goes back to the house, I think. And then he goes back in the house. He's like, I don't know what that. He puts on the thing again, and he starts flying up in yeah, the air. Yeah, because it and then it hits midnight, and I was like, well, that's an odd coincidence, but whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, so he puts on the cape, and he he flies, and he's not in the mirror anymore. Now he's like, oh, this is real. This yeah, is real. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he goes back into the he goes back to the next day to do the acting, and he's like, oh, really sorry about that. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. You can apologize over dinner, and then drinks at your place. Wink. And then yeah. they're like, okay, she's DTF. 
So yeah. then she, so then, then they go and then they're in, at, like they're back at his place, and he's like trying to convince her. He's like, no, I can't put this on. And she's like, well, you ha- let me see it, because she's kind of egging him on a little bit. Like, yeah, 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 you yeah. know. <laughs> and at that, that, at that point, I looked at it and I was like. You know, no matter how big of a star I became, I'd never have a portrait of myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're such a loser. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, look at that. Because he has this big portrait of him, like, looking very serious. Like, and, it's all, and I was like, that's that's douchey. Yeah. But whatever. So then she's like, go ahead, put it on. And then he puts it on and nothing happens. And you're like, okay, that's odd. Yeah. And she takes it off and he looks and it says, property of blah, Shepherd blah, blah, studio. Studios, yeah. yeah. And she, he's and like, she's like it, laughing. Yeah, she's like, tool, she's totally tooling on him. Yeah, you know? she's hassling him because she's a younger chick and he's an old guy. She <laughs> yeah. Goes, no, here it is. Here it is. Put it on. And then she puts it on. Oh, that's right. She puts it on. She's yeah. like, see, we've been such a... And he's like, don't put it on. And he's running away from her. He runs upstairs. And then that's when she like kind of... She goes, oh, we've been such a fan of your work for so many years. And she puts it on and she became... She's like basically saying, "We want you to be part and of us." She flies up in the air. Yeah, after she flies him up and bites him. Yeah, then cut. Yeah, and she, then cut, and then yeah. we cut to the, the 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 detective. And here's the wrap up. And this here's kind of like up. the last ten minutes is the like the wrap of the movie. Okay, now you've seen the four stories. Now he's like, he goes to the house to investigate. He's like, no, no, I'll give me those keys. I'm going myself. And he drives up and he goes there. So and he goes in there and he investigates <coughs> and he's looking around. And and this is one of my favorite scenes or whatever. Yeah. He's looking around, and all of a sudden he sees like the two coffins there, and he's like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" And all of a sudden, he, like he's carrying the world's biggest candelabra. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Oh, like, yeah, the world's biggest was, candelabra. This dude's this walking around with these, with a candelabra as light, and this is literally as big as this guy. It was funny because every time he lit a candle, the the guy in the background put the, the you know lit the lights a little bit. But he did it like gradually, like oh yeah, <laughs> no, right, yeah, and, uh, yeah, right. This guy, the guy that that's doing this reminded me did you ever see uh the movie it lives by night yeah i think so he he reminds me of that guy that like a, a wormy little like yeah you know he's like yeah might have been the same guy who even knows but okay yeah. go ahead. so he goes downstairs so he goes downstairs and he sees and all of a sudden he sees the coffin and all of a sudden he sees you know john pertry there dead and he's like oh my god and i think he cut i think pertry starts coming to life or whatever yeah and he then, sits up and he, he chuck, up, and he chucks him against the wall. He's and he like, chucks him against the wall. And then all of a sudden, Ingrid Pitt comes out of her coffin in her hot little vampire outfit and attacks the guy. And in the end, that's it. He's well, one dead. of the things that was funniest about this scene, the, he throws him, the, 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 the older actor, throws yeah. the young guy who was carrying the world's biggest candelabra, and he smashes a, a, he smashes like a little chair. And, like, literally, the guy just takes it and kills the guy. And I was like, well, that was easy. Like, yeah, yeah, he just killed that vampire. Like, eh, whatever. He's just nothing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But, right. then, but then she becomes the bat and gets him. Yeah, so. so that's, then and that's the end. So that's the end. But then, and then it ends with, like, new people coming to look at the house. And the and the Grenner, the guy who owns the place, starts warning him again. And yeah, blah, he blah, turns blah. to the camera and he breaks he the fourth the wall camera. and he's like. See, the house is not evil. You bring whatever you bring with you. <laughs> yeah, the end. And then Britain role. happens. And then yeah. it's just Britain. Now, this is this is like a classic old school horror movie. Oh, know? yeah. This is like your typical anthology movie. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's in the middle. No, it's But very, it has great actors. It was fine. It? It, was, it was well written, well acted. Didn't it, see it one boom gore. mic, you know. It would have been nice if it was a little gorier. A little maybe boob, a little boob, sexier, boobier. a little boobier or whatever. Yeah. But they were going for a PG. They wanted all the kids to go see it. So for what it was, a, a yeah. 1971 horror movie for kids, it works Because there was fine. no gore and there was no boobage. Now, and, uh, uh, Cleavage. 
cleavage, yeah, yeah. good cleavage, but no. Nah. But like a year later or two years later, when they did Tales from the Crypt, then the gore was up. Oh and, yeah, you know all the all the nastier elements were up a little bit, so it makes it a little bit more of a harsher movie. Yeah, see, it, I would have swore. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I, I would have okay. swore this one was a TV movie as well. I know. They, I, they I felt both the same way. Felt that way. They had TV know. written all over them, but it yeah. made British TV more so than American TV. <laughs> Wait for Benny Hill to chase some girl around yeah. in the outside yard. So this one, I would give a seven. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. I, I, I cared for this one a, a lot more. I, I cared for it. I liked it a lot more. Uh, it it did kind of wear on me where I was like, okay, let's wrap this up. Like two but you hours. Enjoyed what it. was it? Two twenty. Yeah, that's a long. No, it was an hour and forty minutes. It uh, felt like one forty. Okay, it was one forty. I looked at the end. It said one forty. It felt oh, maybe it okay. felt. I didn't. I didn't. It didn't bore me as much because I liked the actors, and that's one thing about me. If I like the actors, if I enjoy the actors, I'll usually stay with the movie well, how more than I am, anything else. Same how I am with like John Claude Van, Van Damme, Damme or because I like them, and I'm like. Yeah, it, 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 the movie could be a total turd, and I'll be like, ah, who cares? You know, it's sort of. And plus, if one story drags, there's always the other one that could pick you up or whatever. That's what I usually really like about the anthology stuff. Right. Even if one segment is kind of like, eh, so what? It's gonna be the little hors d'oeuvre, and then the next, next, the next meal comes along, and there you go. You know, yeah. and they usually it's rare if two would miss in a row. Exactly. Now, Tales from the Barrio, that's what happened where every one of them <laughs> missed. The you know, where it was just kind of like, okay, you know. If one of these anthologies misses, then they just suck, you know. Yeah. But most of the ones that you see, at least half of them are good, if yeah. not most of them are all of them, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that and this one was definitely good, enjoyable. Even the one that drug in a little bit was fine. Even it though, was, even though it's it's the poster gives it away. Yeah, know. I didn't mind it. I I had so much fun laughing at that guy's ascot. I yeah, it didn't matter <laughs> to me at all, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they're both good movies, <coughs> and they're both on YouTube. They're both actually real nice copies on YouTube. So yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah, have yeah. some fun. With yeah, the exactly. Kids or so the first one was the Norlis tapes. Norlis tapes and the house that drip. The second blood. one was the house that drip blood both from the 70s both solid and uh check them out all right check them out that's it for this week thanks for listening my name is mal with me as always dr morbius from parts unknown and we will see you next week <laughs>